0: Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers A peck of Peter Piper peckled peppers picked
1: (laughs) Welcome to the Craft Podcast I'm Michael Rock
2: And I'm Leslie Camacho The Craft Podcast serves the community of developers, designers, business people, content creators, and web developers who use the Craft content management system to
1: build great products and experiences on the web. And Les mentioned developers twice, because developers are awesome. With this podcast, we want to quite literally give a voice to the whole Craft CMS community. To bring you relevant news, to answer your questions and help develop your skills, both with technology and in business, and overall just to celebrate the awesome things you can accomplish with craft in your tool belt.
2: You know, since this is the first episode, let's give a quick introduction about who we are and why we're here. Michael, why are we excited about the Craft Podcast?
1: Well, so I'm elbow deep in craft every day, uh, both in building out custom projects with my clients and in creating plugins and training materials for the broader community, but uh, most of the time I still feel pretty over my head when it comes to business stuff, Uh, learning how to grow my business, uh, learning how to better sell technology like craft to my clients, and really understanding how my work creates value for their business. Les, how about you? Tell us why you're here.
2: For me, I work every day with agency owners, uh, and part of what I do is I teach them how to sell uh, their services to position uh, their businesses and what they do, and a large part of that is choosing a CMS that's going to provide high business value uh, uh, to the client for the work that we're doing. So I'm a veteran in the CMS community. I've been a CEO of a CMS company, and now I consult with that on that stuff. So I'm no stranger to that world in general but I'm brand new to craft so while I hope to teach you how to sell craft and help you with that I need help actually learning it I'm very much uh, I'm very much the noob in this situation so that's why I'm here I love the stuff that you show me I love the stuff that other people have shown me and I'm really excited to learn uh, craft myself and to use it on some of my personal projects that will also help me communicate the business value a lot better
1: so the bottom line is as your hosts whether we are sharing from our own experience and expertise or roping in other community members to lend their voices and perspectives we will be taking this trip right along with you and learning with you as we strive to bring you the best of the craft community but enough about us let's get to the show to kick it off we are super excited to share with you an interview that we had with ben parisic a partner at Barrel Strength Design.
2: If you've been a member of the craft community for any length of time, you know about Ben. Uh, Ben has built Barrel Strength into a well-respected and highly sought-after client services business uh, with very deep expertise in craft. But perhaps more importantly, Ben also led the creation of a site called Straight Up Craft, which not only provides a wealth of learning material about craft, but also currently serves as the community's best source to find craft plugins. We were fortunate enough to sit down with Ben at the recent Pures Conference and talk with uh, about him about his work at Barrel Strength, some thoughts on a plugin pricing model that he hopes will set a precedent for other plugin developers, and his visions for the long-term success of the craft community.
0: Uh, my name is Ben Friesic. I'm a partner at Barrel Strength Design and run Straight Up Craft, and we have the Sprout plugin suite for Craft CMS as well. Uh, we got started with craft because we're in the content management industry not not by choice we we don't want to be here but it's always so hard to manage content on websites we see a lot of opportunity to to improve people's lives and and help out with that problem and uh, craft was really a an obvious choice it was a choice we had made before craft existed uh, because we, we we've worked with content and see certain problems and when Craft came out, it, it just solved those problems so well that the decision was largely made for us. We just uh, had to get on board and get up to speed. Are you one of those people that accidentally ended up owning a web company? Yep. I've uh, been a soccer referee. I've made picnic tables. I did economic <laughs> lecturing at the university level. I ran summer seminars. I was a massage therapist for a short <laughs> while, and uh, I worked in public policy uh, and uh, actually I transitioned from the kind of education and public policy r- ring into content management because the tech community is very focused on solutions and working together to solve problems. It's something you don't see as much in a politicized world and uh, where, where the focus is on who's right and wrong. So working with the tech community. And helping business owners solve problems for their clients where people are really trying to help one another out is a a pleasant place to be working and and exciting and a little more healthy. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. It is
2: more uh, ecumenical and solutions oriented where we are. But yeah, I love that anyone can get, uh, you can just start, you can just do it. There's no barrier to it just buy a book or a training video in this in whatever the case may be and you just get involved and you leave massage therapy and public policy behind <laughs> so we want to talk to you
0: about what you're doing with Sprout so we're yeah so uh, we have a suite of add-ons for craft CMS called Sprout the Sprout plugins we call it the Sprout business suite and it includes plugins that help solve the problems around SEO email forms commerce uh, reporting and and supporting customers Um we see it as kind of, a, our, our goals with it as an organization is we work primarily with clients who are trying to solve business problems. So while a lot of those problems manifest as content management problems, uh, the real business goals behind those problems aren't aren't focused at which content management system you're using. They're focused at how easy it is to get your marketing material on the web, your new content on the web, and communicate with your audience, come up in search results, and, and those things. So. What we're trying to do with the Sprout plugin Suite is kind of add the layer of content management that helps agencies or businesses um, succeed in being online businesses on the web that, that aren't just producing content but are also interacting with their customers and um, integrating with the right services to come up in search results and whatnot. All the other places you might want your website to appear because websites are really just lots of small fragments that appear everywhere. <laughs> I think the way I would describe it is that this is a a
2: bundle of add-ons that is really focused on being successful after you launch uh, and really giving businesses that, like, a one, two, three step. Like, okay, you can just do it all from right here, from your central location. You're not having to use multiple tools. Instead, there's one training experience, one uh, workflow experience, and you can just tailor it to whatever... Oh, I, the word business is so generic, but I think it's actually really appropriate yeah. here because it's pretty flexible. Did, it, did I say that back right? Is that a fairly accurate description? Yeah,
0: I think that's right. And I, we use the word business too a little conservatively at times because it can be nonprofits, it can be individuals who are kind of their own individual brands on the internet. So I, I think the tools of succeeding on the web are, are not business, I, it, however you want to define business. Uh, they're for people trying to solve problems and communicate with others. Yeah.
2: Now, you and I had talked a little bit prior to the show, and the ta- the way that you're pricing the, uh, uh, this bundle is pretty different. So yeah. let's just start out with what is the pricing and why are you going this direction?
0: Well, I guess to start off we've been involved in the content management system industry for several years um, we've worked with primarily we've worked with WordPress expression engine and now craft however we've also inherited projects as a handful of other systems and worked with a handful of other proprietary systems in different contexts but what we've seen in kind of the this this WordPress expression engine craft CMS side of the industry is they're they're products that are targeted at at lots of freelancers, smaller contractors, as well as agencies and even potentially enterprises. So these, these products have become very powerful. What used to be a lot of require a lot of customization if you inherit an old content management project uh, can now largely be done out of the box with a lot of these, these plugins or these, these base products and a few plugins on top of it. And so, when As we decide on how to price our own plugins, we look at these other industries and ask what, what seems to be working and what seems to not be working. Um, in our personal experience, we watched kind of the rise and fall of the Expression Engine add-on market where there there was a large boost of interest in the Uh, plugins, a lot of developers came on the scene, built plugins, but if you look at the market now there's very few like businesses that seem to be offering the plugins. Um, A lot of the number of plugins you see is largely due to smaller developers who are solving a small problem and that while they may have put the plugin out there for others to use, they don't really have a business model that can provide support and the pricing of the plugins isn't really designed in a way that they can support you for more than 15 minutes before they blow all of the potential benefit of sharing the plugin with you. So we started looking at what models are succeeding and, um, we, we noticed the models that were succeeding are more priced to, to be in line with the business goals. Um, they, they seem to be, there seems to be a finite price, not an infinite price. Um, it, it's limited to a certain amount of time because software takes time to develop over time. Um, there, they're targeted at different levels of volume in case you're a small shop or a, a larger shop. Um, and, they're, and they're designed to probably cover the costs of support and, and everything it takes to add new features and, and what you need to to plugins. Perhaps a long answer. So let's get to the pricing <laughs> model. Um, don't don't worry about the uh, the extended
2: answer because it's it's worth understanding why it's worth understanding.
0: So the pricing model we're considering, uh, we're, we're we're working to finalize and get live here, is one where we offer licenses for one year with one year of updates and support. So you would get the license, be able to use it on on a site and if you decide and upgrade it and get supported for that license for a year and if you need to um, you know if you're still working with the client and they're making new updates future you would need to buy another license the following year Um, we're going to also offer volume licenses so you could buy one license for 99 dollars, say and three licenses for 199 so you would get some sort of discount if you're committed to using the product more and then we're also going to look. We're also going to package these up to offer all of the plugins in this suite that we have as a whole. So uh, we'll be releasing our form, email, and SEO plugin um, initially. Um, so you can buy each of them individually, or you could, would be able to buy them all as a package for some some discounted rate. We're hoping this gives people the option to kind of just use one if they need it or, or kind of potentially be able to work with us as partners on, a, on the next layer of craft CMS which helps solve the business problems on top of the, the content problems and and work more closely with people that are invested um, in more of our plugins and who get to know our plugins and, and use them closely as well. What I hear when you're saying that is we're trying to price them in a way that allows
2: us, to really help you do your best work where we can afford the stability uh, to keep helping you be successful because when you're trying to solve complex business needs, there's always the support uh, factor in there. Just like we heard Brad talk about yesterday, the support's a real deal. Like mm-hmm. it's, um, and especially if, you're, if your client's business is reliant on that revenue coming in then making sure you are capturing enough value to allow you to honor what they're trying to do. I think that's I think it's a fantastic thing.
0: Yeah, the thing that scares me most you know, as we enter this industry is, you know, we're we're offering other people the option to use software we built and to do that that's scary as a business owner I'll I'll admit I'm scared to do that because to do it well you need to be reliable and um, if you don't price yourself right and you can't offer good support you're putting a lot of people in very awkward places in in relationships in their life and that people in with the people that help them sustain their livelihoods as well and um, and so uh, yeah that's a that's a scary thing <laughs> to be involved in and and uh, it's important to, I think it's important to try to price yourself so you don't go out of business um, and you're in line with the business goals of the people you're working most closely or the people that trust you to be doing what you're doing thank you so much for sharing that I know that I'm really looking forward to
2: seeing how it's received I'm really hoping people understand especially other professionals in the craft community really get how important. Understanding the long-term stability of the pricing model is
1: to it. I I absolutely agree with everything you've said um, Because when I look at myself as a client services person um, I very much believe that what what we sell is not um, the product that we actually sell but the certainty uh, and the stability that it provides to the people we're selling it to um, because there's this big question mark in their process of well, I know how to do whatever my business is, um, but I don't know how the web technology works, and so the value really that that we provide is um, is replacing that question mark with something solid that somebody can count on um, How does that extend outside of just the product offerings that that you have um, in the way that you're doing work and specifically in the craft community
0: so I think uh, these products we use are, you know, we we know them well, but they're big products, thousands of lines of code. You never, you never know. Uh, I mean, there's a lot going on under the hood, and while they're very simple to use at the end of the day, um, there's there's a lot going on that you might not, you know, not be familiar. So. As a small business, and in a network of small businesses, and others using these tools, um, and even in a network of larger businesses using these tools, we're all individuals that need the support of others to understand the tools we use better, and uh, that's uh, and and so there's some necessary community element to how how information gets transferred between the product and itself, and so you'll Pixel and Tonic provides documentation. They provide a A support platform with stack exchange um, private ticketing they can provide some of that but they they only have so much time in their day and a lot of um, a lot of the the benefits of a platform come from the network effect of the people around it it come from the ability for that product to inspire a group of people to be civil to one another help one another out where where it's needed Um, it comes from a Inspiring a group of people to develop on top of the platform reliably um, so that You can you can see that there's a you're picking a product that uh, has a lifetime that might last as long as your business You of course are uniquely preeminently qualified
1: to uh, to talk about that community aspect because you were the sort of the first mover uh, in the creation of straight-up craft as an educational resource and as kind of a canonical source for what's going on and who's creating what and um, and kind of the state of the craft union at any given time uh, in many ways comes from the community that you've built around straight-up craft so where what's the direction um, that you want to see this this community go like what's what should be our six-month one-year plan for how we um, build this sort of, um, self-supporting, self-sustaining, well-networked community?
0: Yeah, I think, uh, I think the pieces are in place to be moving. I think, I think we're moving in the right direction. I, I, uh, I strongly feel that. And like you said, there's a lot to be done too, or there's a lot of things we can do better, um, as a community to improve, uh, improve other people's understanding of the product, the power of the product, um, and and effectively use it on, on more interesting and bigger projects over time. Uh, I think the community could benefit from more long-form examples of how people are using the product, both um, for design problems and solutions as well as development problems and solutions. People are using craft, uh, to prototype applications, people are using Craft closely with designers to do very uh, advanced content uh, that isn't as easily done on other other platforms. People are using Craft as intranets and uh, e-commerce applications already. It's uh, there's a lot of very interesting stuff happening there, but it might not be visible from all of the, the sites that are easily shared in the community a lot of the sites you see shared are more kind of small-time agency websites sometimes or um, or brochure sites and, and things that are a little easier to share where there's been a lot of craft projects out there that we've seen that are you know have taken a year or more to develop um, have uh, lots of interesting customizations happening on the platform and I think getting getting that out there more making that more visible um, Is an important thing that needs to happen in the next year um, as well as championing the people in the community that are doing it and um, and uh, i think on top of that i think there there needs to be another education layer on top of the the product the documentation and the the kind of the casual community help stuff is helpful but it'd be really nice to see a new layer of people really digging into the product and helping others clients designers developers content strategists everybody who really could benefit from the product helping them understand how they can leverage that product i think a lot of the education up to this point has been largely informal there's been a few formal offerings Uh, and then the next layer what i'd like to see is i think the natural way for it to go will be offering kind of development training templating training options but I'd like to see it I'd like to see the exploration of what does client training look like what does content strategy training look like because mm-hmm. while designers and developers might be the first people attracted to these products the real people benefiting from them are the businesses and the the agencies who have creative and marketing visions that are much more easier to execute um, on a platform like Graft.
1: I think a lot of folks still look at craft because it's so young Um, and there's this dissonance with how young craft is as a product and as a community with how just miraculously well matured it is as a product and really even as a community. Mm. How do we deal with with that? I mean, is uh, is this on your mind? Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's it's
0: on my mind every sales call I have uh, uh, on the topic, so... I think all of these systems are complex and and all of them are constantly changing. So to say craft is young as a business or product is one thing. To say the technologies it's built on are young is a, a a different question or any system for that matter. When you release a new version of a product, you're changing the code base a lot. Your product is young again if you make certain changes in it no matter how many years you've been around for. Uh, with CRAFT, I think we have to look at it's built on top of the ye framework, which is a, a a well-established international framework used by pretty large companies. Um, I've heard Microsoft mentioned, I've heard Facebook mentioned, as companies that have used the ye framework internally for different things. Uh, uh, the Twig templating language, which is used for the front-end templates, is a mature templating framework, um, and... It's, it's being used more and more. It's used by several products, but we also see uh, Drupal, uh, the next version of Drupal is going to be using Twig as its templating language. So I think when we look, uh, Pixel and Tonic is smart to not be maintaining their own versions of a framework or their own version of a templating system they've chosen to use. Kind of products within their product that are very robust and and supported by larger communities um, of very successful businesses. So I think in the underlying technology, like they've got a solid core in that sense. And then I think the next level is who's who's using the product. Is it is it just is it just a bunch of young people who think it's cool, or is it established businesses that are working with high-profile clients? And um, I think the most the easiest example is a company like Happy Cog has been using Craft from day one. Um, you can go to their website and click on their contact form and see that they don't, un- they don't even take requests for projects under $100,000. And so they've, they perceive this product to be worthwhile to serve clients that are willing to spend over $100,000 um, and they're using it actively in, in their, their projects like that. So I think we see a lot of signals that while it's young. It's, it's a serious player, and it's solving the problem very, very well that, that it's solving.
1: As, as a thought leader in our community, um, what thoughts are on your mind that you want to see grow and get championed by the larger community? What does awesomeness
0: look like um, for, for this community uh, in the near future? I think what awesomeness would look like is if this pl- platform helps us get away from debating what CMS is best and really just looking at business solutions on the web as for what they are. Because we're not in this industry. I, like some, I mean, we're in this industry. We create nice user interfaces. We create nice experiences. But we're really trying to solve problems out there. And I think... It's so easy, and I, I do it myself, I've done it in this talk, podcast probably, but you focus on the templating and the framework and the this and that. And those things are very important for the design and development communities. But I feel like while you're talking about that, you're talking self-referentially about the product in the context of the product. And, and, and maybe your audience of users is it first and foremost developers and designers, and that's important to a, to a large extent. But I think until you start getting the, the business owners asking, like, hey, you know, I, I don't know, asking, asking, hey, let's just do this. I hear Craft's a solution. Let's focus on the business problems. Like, I, I think you, getting over that and just moving, I almost think, like, if you're talking about the problem, it's still a problem. And it, it, it's like when you stop talking about the problem is when the problem moves forward. And, and I think as a business, we're seeing this with Craft. Um, we were able to just kind of say, yeah, we can do that. And when we demo something quickly, uh, it just happens. And uh, the tools out there to do it are quickly. I was, I was on a sales call the other day and had an opportunity to share something about craft with somebody. Uh, they were asking a question that I knew I could illustrate in the, uh, in the system quickly to just clearly communicate to them. And I went to demo.buildwithcraft.com. I put in my email address and I spun up a craft website while I, while we were discussing something three minutes later, I had a a minute later, I had an email in my inbox from pixel and tonic with a new instance of craft on their server. And I was sharing my screen (laughs) within three minutes demoing why this client should be, you know, interested in this solution in minutes. And I, I think that's just amazing, amazing to see that, it was that quick that we could be up and running with a solution for the, the technical problem in a prototype style way. And then the next question is, OK, whatever, we've got technology sorted out. Let's solve the business problem now. So it's 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 a it's an awkward answer in, in the context because as a champion of craft, like, yes, I want to see us as a community sharing more, doing more focusing on the product more. But I think the product succeeds most when it stops getting compared to other products and starts getting compared to solutions in the industry. And how does craft solve long form content as a business problem? How can crafts help us uh, be communicating with our, our audiences better, more efficiently, and, and quicker? Yeah, that that is such a mic drop
1: moment in, in a, a sales call or, or in a, you know, to both the business people and the tech people um, just across the board. It seems like craft as a product is empowering in this way, um, unlike most things that we've ever seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, things are where you expect them to be, when you need them, in the way that you need them to just really be um, confident mm-hmm. about solving the problem at hand. Um, and and talking about it in a, a clear way and communicating about it effectively and uh, and accomplishing it in you know cost effective and elegant ways uh, anything else you want to add
0: I think I better stop there too <laughs> no i i think this has been a pleasure uh both of you i I am really happy to, uh to have had the chance to do this and really respect and appreciate your roles in the craft community as well. So, hope to see you folks on the show again. <laughs> Let's hope so. Some other time. Boom. Uh, don't actually drop
1: the mic, but, but yeah, I think we're done. No, no I think we're done. <laughs> Thanks, Ben, for being with us. Cool. Okay.
2: For The Craft Podcast, I'm Leslie Camacho. I work with web agency owners to help them grow their business while staying sane and healthy. You can find me online at glimmering.com and you can find my other podcasts at meritstartup.com
1: and haywire.io. And I'm Michael Rog. I am a developer and a teacher. I help startups and small teams build awesome websites and web apps and solve business problems using web technology. You can find me online at michaelrog.com or on Twitter at michaelrog. Thanks again to Ben Parizic from Barrel Strength for joining us. If you want to
2: check out Ben's great new plugins, and you really should, go check out the Sprout plugins at sprout.barrelstrengthdesign.com or check out the wealth of craft resources at Straight Up Craft.
1: The Craft Podcast lives online at craftpodcast.com. Go there right now and plunk down your email address so that we can let you know when we release our next episode. And we're really serious about wanting to give voice to the craft community. And that means we need to hear from you. We want to hear your stories, your ideas, what you're doing with craft, and what you need to help you be more successful. You can email us, hello at craftpodcast.com, or find us on Twitter, at craftpodcast. But really, go to the website right now and sign up for our emails, craftpodcast.com.
2: Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.